Hey everybody, it's great to see you. My name is Drew Collins. I'm the worship arts pastor here at South Sub. I'm so glad that you could join us for a Maundy Thursday service. Um, it's a little bit weird to be in this space and to not have you here, but I'm so glad that we could hang out this way tonight. Uh, if your family is anything like mine, you know that important things happen at the table. For example, it's where conversations unfold about whose turn it is in Monopoly. But it's also where we decide which bills to pay right now and which ones to leave for the next paycheck. You know, it's where we, it's where we discuss things like what to grow in the backyard garden, but it's also where we talk about things like fertility and biological clocks. It's where we get together with, uh, with brothers and sisters and, and cousins and talk about our crazy aunts and uncles. But it's also a place where we sit down to discuss aging parents and end-of-life care. Important things happen at the table. It's where our kiddos tell us what they want to be when they grow up. And it's where we talk about our own career choices. There are a lot of important things that happen at the table. The cool thing about Maundy Thursday is that in the entire church year, this service is completely devoted to gathering around the table. Maundy Thursday. Maundy is a, is a Latin word, and it comes from the, from the word for command. It comes from when Jesus said, I'm going to give you this command to love each other, to love each other. That's where we get the name Maundy Thursday. Well, he gave that command while he was hosting dinner. So tonight, what I want us to be able to do is to participate in three really simple acts, ordinary, everyday acts, that somehow Christ made sacramental, powerful, spiritual acts so if you haven't had a chance, make sure to gather all of your stuff. We've got stuff for washing our hands. We've got stuff for receiving communion. If you've got those things, you're good to go. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. In the first century, uh, dinner guests, when they arrived, uh, would be greeted at the entrance to the home by a servant who would... Who would uh, bring fresh water, and offer to wash their feet. We do the same thing now, but we wash our hands. That's how it works in our culture. Uh, to be prepared for the meal, we make sure that just the day's work and maybe the stuff that we've picked up on our hands is washed away, is removed, so that we can enjoy the meal. Let's go ahead and take a couple of minutes now to wash our hands. By the way, you'll notice, and if this is unfolding with your family right now, like every dinner table, it's going to get messy. That's all right. Because again, these were simple acts, simple acts that became sacred. So take your time, make sure everybody gets their hands washed. 
Because there's power in feeling that. There's power in feeling the sense of, of cleanliness that comes and preparedness then for what's coming next to just take a minute and wash your hands. I don't know if you guys were counting, but uh, I think mine lasted a little bit more than uh, 20 seconds. <laughs> As the meal went on, Jesus took some time and he transformed simple elements, elements of the day. One of those elements was bread. It was one of the staples, and still is today for so many people, was one of the staples of a meal. He also had wine, another staple of the day. When Jesus had this meal with his followers, he knew that within a few short hours that he would willingly offer up his life for the sake of his friends. Now, he knew that there would be someone that would betray him, but he didn't treat that person any differently. In fact, he welcomed them in, every one of them, as dear friends. And I think about what would that be like in this day? What kind of vocations would the disciples have? It's as if Jesus invited in, come to the table, the day laborer, uh, the migrant worker, the grocery store clerk, the gas station attendant, the forklift operator at Home Depot, the first responder, the doctor, the nurse. He welcomed them all in just as they were and invited them to sit with him. At that point, he took bread Simple. Took bread, he broke it, then he gave it to each of his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Anytime you do this, remember me. Now I want to give you a couple of minutes so that you can share in the bread, uh, whether, you're, whether you're on your own tonight or whether you're with some other folks, so that you can share the bread together. So let's partake now. As I'm eating, I'm mindful of a couple of things. I'm just looking at the grain on this communion table, and it's not unlike a family dinner table. Look at this. You can see some of the nicks and scratches in the grain. You can see some of the indents <laughs> where things have been placed, and it reminds me of a normal dinner table. You know, you've, you've, at a normal dinner table, you have things like the leftovers of a fifth grade math assignment that got etched into the wood. You, uh, you see the nicks and the dings from serving utensils and forks and knives. You see, you see all these things. It's almost like the family history, in a sense, is written on the table. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. In fact, when you're at the table, if you close your eyes and lean in, you can almost smell some of your favorite meals. You remember some of the holidays. You remember buttered rolls and pork roasts and all those kinds of things. Jesus transformed a table like this. 
Well, I hope you've all had a chance to partake of the bread. Because after he gave them the bread, which represents his body, then he took the cup of wine. And after giving thanks to the Father, he handed it to his disciples. And he said, drink this, every one of you. He said, this is now being transformed from simple wine or juice into the body and the blood, or into the blood of Christ. And he said, every time you drink of this cup, I want you to remember that this is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink it and remember me. Let's take a minute now to uh, partake together of the cup. Hopefully for those of you with families, uh, you're taking the chance to serve one another, make sure that everyone gets to partake. And um, there's one more thing. One more symbol for the night of Maundy Thursday. We're going to clear the table. Um, in, the, in the liturgical church, historically, at the end of Maundy Thursday, there is uh, the words that Christ spoke, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, those words are recited. And while that's happening, people will actually come and clear everything off the table. Because at the end of the service, the communion table represents the body of Jesus himself. The idea being that Christ was willing to be stripped. He was willing to be beaten. He was willing to be flogged and scorned. Basically, he was willing to be presented completely vulnerable to the world for our sake. For our sake. So when we finish our service tonight, what we're going to do is we're together. We're just going to clear the table. That's going to represent Jesus' last steps towards the cross. Now, for some of us, being invited to dinner uh, feels like a scary thing. Uh, Especially if Jesus is the host. (laughs) Uh, I've often felt that way myself, I think, man, he knows everything that I've ever thought and done and said, and it makes me nervous. My, my consolation is that Christ says, yes, yes, I know you completely, and I love you. That's why I want you to come. That's why I want you to share a meal. You know, I often feel more like the tax collector <laughs> than like the beloved disciple, John. And yet, Christ invites me to come with all of my doubts and struggles and all of real life. He says, come to the table. And that's the amazing thing. We're not just invited as guests. And we're invited as more more than, 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 than friends. We're brought in like as family, right to the table. And Christ says, now, let's chat. Let's hang out. Let's have a meal together. Know that if you're in that place where you just feel that, just feel that space, you're feeling the distance right now of being close to people that you know and love, um, missing them, 
Sure, it means something to be able to connect like this. But isn't it so much more powerful to be able to see each other face to face instead of through the lens of a camera or through the screen of a laptop? Doesn't it make you look forward to when we can gather together again in person here at this table and shake hands and hug and cry and laugh together? Won't that be awesome? Hey, until that point, remember that you're always welcome at Christ's table. You are always welcome. And I want you to know that wherever you find yourself, God loves you. He loves you just as you are in this moment. You are known and loved by God. You're just going to have to deal with that. Well, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's Maundy Thursday service. I hope that each of you had the opportunity to wash your hands, to partake of the Lord's Supper. But like every family, now it's time to clear the table. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But before we do so, I want to invite you back tomorrow at noon and 7 for Good Friday services. We'll see you then.